0: We'll, uh, do some Lego this morning? Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm in South Australia. Do some Lego? Lego. It's Lego. Yeah, well, this is just, just for visual purposes, this is the, uh, the, the larger size. Uh, I mean, you know, I never thought a couple of years ago I'd be sitting down watching growing adults play Lego. Um, but, you know, Lego Masters is a phenomenal show. Um, I, I, I enjoy it. It is good fun just seeing the creativity, the design, the story, um, the, 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 the ratios. I think they're the aspects that they get judged on. Um, is really cool. I enjoy. I like Lego and um, I don't play with it that much, but my kids do. Um, but, uh, you know, Le- Lego was designed uh, over in Europe uh, for the whole purpose of uh, bringing enjoyment and creativity to kids. You know that's that that was that was is about, um, and so it's it's a, it's a great great thing to inspire. And I can't help that when I see Lego, I end up you know visualising something and so going Vroom. just it just comes out when I see Lego, <laughs> just to get those things and my hands start moving around and and all that. But uh, well, I'll put that over there at the moment. Uh, I do enjoy Lego. Uh, we can become master builders. With that said, I'm going to pray, and then I'll read from the scripture. Uh, Holy Spirit, we just invite you. We know you're already here, but I just uh, just, uh, state, have your way. Have your way this morning. I pray you'd speak through me, through your word, uh, into the hearts and lives of each person here as we lift Jesus higher and draw people to the Father. Pray this in uh, in Jesus' name, Amen. I'm going to read from 1 Peter chapter two, verses four to ten. 1 Peter chapter two, verses four to ten, from the NIV translation. As you come to Him, the living stone rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to Him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be holy a holy priesthood, offering sacrificial sacrifice, a spirit, sorry, spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. The one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now you who believe, this stone is precious. But those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Peter wrote this letter to the uh, first century Christians who were scattered across the known world at the time. He says there in uh, chapter 1, verse 1, to God's elect to the exiles or aliens, foreigners, scattered throughout the province of uh, uh, Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Pythaginia. Right from his introduction, Peter is declaring who they are and their purpose. In verse 2, he says, Their purpose is to be obedient to Jesus Christ. The early Christians included the Jewish converts and Gentiles. It was a very multi-ethnic congregation. In fact, to be Christian challenged the very social structure of the day. I mean, in general, faith went with your Colour, your, your nation. If you were a Greek, you uh, had Greek philosophy. If you were a Jew, you held to Israel religion, Judaism. If you were a Roman, you worshipped the Roman gods. But Christians came from every nation, from every people group. It challenged the very foundation of what the society at that time was built on in being a Christian. Well, a Christian, well, where, where are you from? They couldn't label you into a, an area because neither Jew nor Greek, yeah. male nor female, slave nor free, yeah. they all were Christian. Uh, because it challenged the social rank, it, uh, it ended up being the, the outlet of a lot of persecution. Craig Keener, a leading New Testament scholar, writes this about early Christians. Romans viewed Christians, like Jews, as antisocial. Certain change, charges became so common that they, stereotypical, uh, they were stereotypical by the second century. Romans viewed Christians as atheists. Christians were viewed as atheists because they denied the gods of the time. They were viewed as cannibals because just as we were so wonderfully led around the Lord's table in eating the body and drinking the blood of Christ. They were considered uh, incestuous because they would say, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. (laughs) These were general, regular charges of the early Christian church at the time, which resulted in persecution of the the Christians in the first century. But a Christian has nothing to do with uh, their ethnicity, their colour, their nation, their race, but everything to do with one's position in God. I don't care where you come from. All I care about is that we are foreigners together, yeah. aliens together, exiles together in this world yeah. as God's holy people. Yeah. That's who we are. Our home is not here. Our home is in heaven. Yeah. We are exiles. We are aliens. I remember the time when I was traveling overseas, particularly in the, in the States, uh, and then I'd get to talk and I actually would notice my accent. And uh, I then became proud. I'm Australian. And I let my accent go. And uh, g'day, fair dinkum. I really, I really was uh, letting, it, letting it all out. I was proud. I, I, they could tell by me speaking that I was different. And I stood up to the, I'm a foreigner. I'm Australian. This is not my home. I was enjoying it. Church, we are foreigners in this world. We are exiles, aliens in this world. Let's embrace our foreignness. Let's embrace that and let the world see that we are Christian. A couple of points I want to draw out from this passage that I hope will encourage you and challenge you in who we are, where we belong, and what God has called us to do. 1 Peter two four, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. As you come to him, our response is to come to him. We need to come to him. Who is him? The living stone. And thank you, Jesus. Jesus, the living stone. Jesus is alive. He is not dead. That's right. He is living That's right. because he lives. Thank you, Sarah. That's, I think, my favorite song. We can face tomorrow. Yeah. He is alive and one day will return for us. Secondly, Jesus is alive. He is the living stone. He is the rock on which God will build the church. He is the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. The living stone, this rock, was the one that the humans rejected. Paul repeats this in verse 7 when he talks about being rejected Quoting from Psalm 118, Peter's encouraging the church at the time they were being rejected. And he's showing that the living stone, our Messiah, Jesus Christ, was just rejected the same way. But fortunately, he doesn't finish there. This stone who was rejected is also chosen by God and precious to him. A note that I... Uh, found as I was just preparing for this, that this rejection by human, humans is an action done to Jesus. It's a verb that was done to him. He was rejected by humans. But as Peter continues that verse, he then uses adjectives to describe his place and who he is. He is chosen. He is precious. I want to say to you, just as it is with Christ here, It's not what is done to you that defines you, but it's the declaration God declares over you who you are. You're not rejected. We can be rejected, but that's not who we are. In our rejection from the world or all the things that take place, we are chosen. We are precious. This is who we are. I just just feel right now, maybe you've faced something in work, something in your life at the time where where something has come up against you, where you felt a rejection, you felt something uh, coming against you and it's tearing down who you are in Christ, something done against you. And you've allowed that now to speak into your life to define who you are. If that's you right now, we just put your hand. I'm going to pray right now. Let's break something right now. Anyone facing something here that's allowed them just to speak into their life, I want to declare over you that you are chosen, you are precious, you are a child of God. In Jesus' name, we just come against any words, any deeds that have gone against, that is spoken against, that have done against these people. And in the name of Jesus, we break those and we declare that they are chosen, that we are all chosen and we are precious. In the name of Jesus, that you will just let them know who they are in you, that they are children of the living God, of the living God, we pray in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, let's shift from our identity based on what people do to us to what it is in Christ Jesus. Yeah, good, this is where we stand. Yeah. Christ is the living stone. He's a cornerstone. In verse 6, Peter quotes from Isaiah. 28, 16. I see I lay a zone a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious. Again, repeating that idea. Cornerstone. The one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now, what Peter doesn't mention from the passage in Isaiah is that this stone has been tested and is a sure foundation. This cornerstone has been tested and a sure foundation. Peter goes on to quote from Psalm 118, verse 22. This is the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The one that did get rejected is now the cornerstone. Jesus Christ, the living cornerstone, rejected by humans, but chosen and precious to God. And I love it. As we read this morning, Psalm 118 continues, The Lord has done this. The stone that the builders rejected became the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvellous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Christ's rejection and promotion is God's doing. God did this. God allowed this to happen so Christ could be glorified. He would become the cornerstone. This is the way of salvation. This is the way. If the cornerstone isn't right, the building isn't right. right. We need to build on the cornerstone. I'd like to get my assistant up. Let's play some Lego. There's our cornerstone. There you go. Christ, the living stone. Verse 5. In coming to him, Peter writes then, You also like living stones. Through the first century, there was our persecution, but Peter encourages the Christians You are living stones, like the living stone. Just as Christ is chosen and precious, you, as the people of God, are chosen and precious. Just as Christ was rejected, we will face rejection, just like the early church was at that time. But just like Christ, who didn't stay defeated, who rose again and now sits at the right hand of the Father and is alive, we will overcome we will overcome as we build on the cornerstone. You are living stones, chosen and precious. This is who you are. You know, verse 10 in this chapter that I read finishes, Peter concludes, Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Again, affirming their identity as the people of God, as living stones. This is who we are, living stones. We're alive, we're not dead. Like the living stone. Our identity is in Christ, in Christ alone, the cornerstone. Yeah. Weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm, he is Lord, Lord of all. Yeah. And through the rejection, he is Lord, yeah. Lord of all. Yeah. Those who don't believe in Jesus and have rejected the cornerstone suffer a, a sad fate. And Peter highlights that in verse 8. It's a stone that causes people to stumble. They stumble because they disobey the message. Those who reject Christ will go this way. Jesus said himself, those who try to find their life will lose it. But those who lose their life for his sake will find it. You can only find your true self in Jesus Christ. Our true identity, who we are, is in Jesus Christ. As the living stones, we are built on the living stone. This is who we are. Our identity isn't in our home, in our job, in the clothes we wear, in the group we hang out with. Let's shift. Getting the word shifting. Let's shift. Shift from identity and those otherworldly things to identity in Christ. Identity in Christ. Let's embrace our foreignness. Foreigners, exiles, aliens. I'm including me in that. (laughs) You, we are living stones. This is who we are. Peter continues in verse 5. Going good there. Looking good. Verse 5. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. A spiritual house. The word spiritual, often when it is used in Scripture, often is in connection to the Holy Spirit. As spiritual people, we are people of the Holy Spirit. As a spiritual house, it is a house Of the Holy Spirit. God's house, God's temple. The earthly temple was a magnificent building described with many great words, with gold and massive. And in fact, even Jesus during his time on earth made comment of how great the building was. The second temple, that is too, which was apparently not as good as the first temple that was built. But in, in its greatness, in its glory that people would look at it, the more significant thing was, as declared by Solomon in 1 Kings 8.13, is that it was a place where you, God, can dwell forever. That was the magnificence of the temple. Not in its physical stature, but it was the presence of God. It was the place where God would dwell The temple symbolized God's presence. And this is echoed throughout Scripture with numerous references to the temple as the house of God and the house of the Lord. Just as the temple in the Old Testament was magnificent, the temple today is just as magnificent, if not more, as living stones being built into a spiritual house. They represent the dwelling place of God. God's Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit dwells within the spiritual house. Today, we can find that encouragement. Foreigners, strangers, you are living stones, being built on the living stone into a spiritual house, a place where the Holy Spirit dwells. Christ as our foundation, we are building on solid foundation, and as we build on this, on Christ as the living stone that makes us living stones in small capital, when we're standing on the rock, we know who we are and we stand in the place where we belong. You know, a little Lego piece like this is not much use. In fact, uh, if it's by itself on the floor, it hurts. Doesn't do much. But then they come in all different shapes, colors, sizes. But it wasn't built just to be a brick to sit there. It was built to connect, to join together, to be in community. Can I put that there? Together building together. This is where we belong. This is the spiritual house where we belong. A house built of every tribe and language, of every nation and people group. Of all different colours, red and yellow, black and white, all are precious in his sight. Our identity as foreigners is living stones who belong in the spiritual house, being built together, coming together, being built. Jesus is building us. He's the master builder. We can call him the eternal brick man. (laughs) One thing that I've learned over the last year or two in relation to going through COVID and about the spiritual house is the spiritual house is a physical house. You know, if, if, if coming together today was all about this word, you could really get this content from home and probably get better content from somewhere else. Now hear me, gathering around to hear the word is great and it's good, but it's not about the content of me up here or Pastor Gary when he delivers great messages Because we can get that stuff at home. We can listen. When I miss a Sunday, either out the back or somewhere else, I'll listen to the podcast. I can get the content by myself. The spiritual house is not necessarily about just hearing the word. The spiritual house is about coming together. Coming together as one. In 3D. (laughs) In 3D. Being together. We are social beings. This is how we were created. You're not building a virtual building, Lego piece. It's a 3D Lego piece. There's a great book I read, just the title I loved, and I enjoyed the book Analog Church. We're an analog church, we're not a digital church. We're an analog church. We come together for fellowship, for atmosphere, for communal worship. This is why we come together, this is where we belong. And as we come together as the spiritual house, we can experience the presence and reality of God in this place. Coming to church is more than about the preaching of the word. As much as it's great and I love that, but it's more than that. The spirit is here now. The spirit unites us in love. This is where we belong as living stones being built together into a spiritual house. Your identity is in Christ, a living stone. You belong in this place, a spiritual house, being built together. And the third point I want to bring out in verse 5, you also, the living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. He's firm their identity. For some, it's a shift in their understanding of who they are. Yeah. He's declared where they belong, but now is declaring what are they to do as royal priests, yeah. as holy priests. Priests today are no longer in the Old Testament like perfectly shaped males, much like myself. We're all priests. I mean, Peter says this later in verse 9, a much famous verse among Christians, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He's declaring that over the elect, all the people he was writing to, if you have faith in Jesus Christ, Peter is saying you are a priest of God. And what does that mean to be a priest of God? Well, the purpose is is to help people to worship. Help people to worship God. I mean, I kind of think that perhaps Peter was drawing from uh, Moses' instructions to Israel. Yes, there was the tribe, the, the, the Levites who became priests, but Moses said this in Exodus 19, 5-6, Now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples of the earth, and all the earth belongs to me, and you will be my kingdom of priests, a holy nation." This message for you. Uh, this message you must give to the people of Israel. Even Moses was instructed by God to tell Israel as a nation that were to be priests to help show the world how to worship God. Yeah, that is part of what we are called to do as priests. The priests serve in the house of God. Yeah. They help the people worship. Peter unpacks this a bit further by offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. This was their job, to offer sacrifices. While there are many sacrifices we could offer, I want to draw in a passage from Romans that Paul writes in Romans 12. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done to you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. Our spiritual sacrifices include our lives, include our lives. As living stones and holy priests, we can offer a living sacrifice, a living sacrifice to God. This is what pleases God, and it's a true way, an acceptable way of worship. This is the role of the priests. You are priests. You have a purpose to serve God, to worship God, to offer a sacrifice, to help others to worship God. I want to make a note here that as we just read, All of Israel were called called priests. In the New Testament, there was a, a time where they identified a certain group of people to be set aside to help proclaim the gospel, to preach the word, and rose up other leaders to serve. But while there was some set aside to preach the gospel, they weren't dismissed from being priests, as Peter was writing here. We have a great leader in our church here, Pastor Gary and Jane, who serve and lead our church well. And the church pays them. But just because the church pays them doesn't mean they have to do everything. Jane's pointing. Praise <laughs> Pays Pastor Gary. doesn't mean they have to do everything. We are living stones alongside Pastor Gary and Jane, and the leadership team, and those who work here are paid. Did you know the church is the biggest volunteer organization in the world? The church cannot do what it does without volunteers. And for us to be a church that fulfills its purpose, we need volunteers. Now, it's great hearing the people and the people been talking to my wife, Lita about, about the community pantry and people saying, hey, I can help. And that's awesome. And, and I want to encourage if you can help some way, continue to have those conversations. But we have many other departments. How can you serve? How can you serve? Kids ministry, youth ministry, hospitality, the garden, community garden, and I, I don't know, frontline, worship. <laughs> There are so many ways that we can step into our role, our purpose as priests, to help others to worship by offering ourselves as a sacrifice and volunteering in this church. How are you serving in this church? Another thing that the priests would do, as Peter draws out in verse 9, is that they would declare the praises of him Who called you out of darkness and into the wonderful light? As priests, we proclaim the praises of God, the goodness of God. You know, I just want to encourage you, Jules. Jules uh, has uh, started a course, The Way of the Master Evangelism course. And it's just a small group have been meeting with Jules to to learn how to effectively share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, so just be encouraged, Jules, it's a small beginning. Uh, but just, I, I just pray that that passion that has started will be, just grow and will be contagious, yeah. contagious to, to the others as you continue down that path. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I can't see him here, but I want to give a shout out. Uh, I've been attending, but uh, I tell you what, I am becoming a big fan of Bill. You need, listen, if, if, uh, if you are unsure of how to share the gospel, or you want to be encouraged about how to share the gospel, you need to talk to Bill. Yeah. And uh, he is a champion. Yeah. Um, he, he just goes around in his authentic, casual manner and just uh, has tracks and that. Uh, have, have you got one of these? Have you heard about it? And just begins to share the gospel of Jesus. And uh, that's just encourage. Every time I hear him talk about that, I'm just encouraged. I uh, go, man, I need to hang around him more. I need to hang around him more. Uh, Peter Ackmire, a leading biblical authority, uh, writes this regarding 1 Peter. Telling forth God's acts in 1 Peter is to be done both in act and in word. And the latter is surely the intention here. But it includes deeds and word. Deeds and word. Our pantry, deeds. That's deeds. Being in the hands of Jesus, doing those things. But we can also speak. We can also speak the good news. The praises of God is the hope that he has placed in you. The praise of God is the joy that people see in you. The praise of God is the love that we have for each other. How are you going there? Almost done? Looking great. Jesus said in Matthew 9, 37, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Today I'm declaring, if you're in Christ, you're a living stone, chosen and precious, being built into a spiritual house, a holy priest and a worker, a worker for God. Lord, I ask today that you would stir our hearts and send forth workers. Send forth workers into the harvest, I pray, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, into Mount Barker, into our state, into this nation, and to the ends of the world. I pray that we would be a church that not just supports missions in in finances and word, which is a good thing to do, but we would also see young men and women, and old for that matter, you don't have to be young to go, would go into the world would go into the world and take the gospel. Muses, you're you're welcome to to come up. 1 Peter 2, verses 4 to 5. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, chosen by God, precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Thanks to my assistant. She built us a spiritual house. Oh, I put it at the back, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, now I'm wrecking it. I can't even do it. Oh, terrible. Yeah, let the master builder do it. A church. Different shapes and colors. We're not the same color. We're not the same shape. Different giftings. Different opportunities. Different ways to serve. But we belong here. And it's in here we find our purpose. Who we are is is one of these little bricks. But we belong. Belong. Built on the cornerstone. Built on the cornerstone. And in this place of identity and belonging, we find our purpose. I don't know if everyone knows Jesus here this morning. And just as we close, I just want to invite anyone who may not know Jesus. Maybe you haven't publicly accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Well, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that he's God's son, that he came down to earth, lived, died, rose again? and is coming back again for his church. Believe in Jesus. Repent from your sin. Repent just means to turn around. You're you're going one way, living your own life, and then you're turning away to say, I'm not going to go that way anymore. And now I'm going to accept Jesus as my leader, as my Lord. I just ask if we could just close our eyes right now. If you haven't publicly accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, you haven't walked into that place where I I would declare it's who you are, this morning I invite you and all I'd love you to do is just to put your hand up so I could see you. Is anyone here who would like to say, I haven't accepted Jesus this morning and might like to make a public declaration? Just while heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Anyone, put your hand up. We're going to close with a song soon. And as we do, if the Holy Spirit spoke to you something through this word this morning, I encourage you to to take a step and come out to the altar and allow God to to continue that work and finish that work. Perhaps you're you're struggling with who you are. There's identity crisis going on and you need just uh, the Spirit just to affirm who you are. Perhaps you're not sure where you belong. Well, allow the holy spirit's love just to wrap around you and give you that warmth give you that, that understanding that this is the place where you belong in his spiritual house last my last response is not necessarily a, an altar call response but if you aren't operating in your purpose i want to encourage you find a place where you can serve in the house of the Lord and get involved. Get involved and help, help us, help each other to serve and worship God together. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that through Jesus Christ, we know who we are as living stones being built together into a spiritual house that you dwell in the midst of us and that in that we find our purpose, our destiny to serve you, to worship you, and to lead others to you. and I pray that you would seal that in people's lives this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.